Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of Fire and Ice Sports. My name is Evan Smoke. I am your resident fire. I am a sophomore at the University of Georgia. And it's about 3.15 on a lovely Tuesday afternoon. About three hours southeast of me in his beautiful apartment down in Statesboro, Georgia, is the Bryce. Bryce, how are we doing this fine Tuesday? Doing great. You know, we got baseball playoffs about to start up pretty soon. Braves trying to make a push. We got great football happening. <laughs> so, sorry, Jackson's being Jackson. But, um, yeah, it's it's great time. Great for the sports world. Yeah, we, we, I know I know we're not big into it, but it seems like hockey's starting. We're only a couple weeks away from basketball, I and mean, we're just – I mean, soccer. We're almost at the nexus of all the sports events. So it's a Ryder Cup just ended. USA kicked butt. So. Yeah, it's always a great time to see you know America beat Europe. But um, I heard we have two trivia questions today, so let's dive right into that. Yes, it is one from Noah, one from Jackson. Jackson says he wants first. In 2019, Michael Thomas had 149 receptions, led the NFL. Who was second? Christian McCaffrey. It was third. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance. I think that was trading right there. <laughs> well, he was kind of uh, on my fantasy team, I think, that year. It kind of went dumb, so. Well, yeah, but he plays running back. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue who was third, though. Uh, D-Hop, okay. All right, so we're tied all, all at six at the moment, and Noah's about to hit us. Okay. NCAA. Who has the most all-time touchdowns, skill player? Hmm. Hmm. Randy Moss. No. Uh, Barry Sanders. No, that's incorrect. It is Travis Etienne. Whoa. I would have never gotten that one. I would not have gotten that one either. All right, well, it's all tied up at six. And uh, you want to jump into some baseball real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Let's get that out of the way before we get into our main dish, as people would say. All right. Well, as everybody knows, the play starting. And, uh, you know, the Braves have a two-and-a-half game lead in the division at the moment. Phillies dropped a game the other day, and the Braves pull, have been just scratching and clawing for wins it feels like will smith walked the bases loaded got out of it the other day to save us a two and a half game lead in the division we have a big three game series right here with the phillies and the winner of this series is sitting in prime position to win the division and you know even if we lose two of three we still got a good shot at it we'd still be up in the division we get the mets next hopefully we can win two or three or sweep that so Braves are looking in a good spot right now. You've got the Brewers who have clinched the Central. You've got the Giants and the Dodgers who have both clinched playoff spots. But the division's still up for grabs. The Giants have a two-game lead at the moment. The Rays have clinched the AL East. In the Central, in the AL, you've got the White Sox who have already clinched. And in the West, you've got the Astros with a four-and-a-half game lead. Have not yet clinched, but you would think it's probably just about over there. Yeah. In the wild card, you've got the Dodgers and the Cardinals leading the wild card with Cincinnati five-and-a-half back. You would think that's all but over. I think the Cardinals can clinch tonight. So, your your, AL, I mean, your NL playoff pictures 
settling in. It's going to be up to, you know, the Braves and Phillies, whoever wins that division, and the Cardinals can clinch tonight to get that last playoff spot. In the AL, you've got the Yankees and Red Sox fighting it out. And then just below the Red Sox, a game back, you've got Toronto and a game and a half back, Seattle. So the AL wild card is still really interesting. Going to the MVP race, though, you know, in the NL, you've got Bryce Harper and Tatis kind of fighting it out. Harper probably the slot favorite at the moment. Tatis holding holding his own right behind him. And in the AL, you've probably got Shohei. All signs point to Shohei winning it. Vlad Jr., you know, making a real strong case. Any other year, he probably wins it. But Shohei with a phenomenal year, both sides of the ball. So that's what's going to probably happen with the AL uh, MVP race. Any thoughts on any of that? No, I think it's just going to be interesting to see, um, you know, who's going to win the NL. I mean, I think Harper probably is a slight favorite, as you just said. But I think if Tatis wins, no one's really going to moan and groan that much. So that's kind of be an interesting finish to see who does the NL voters get the nod to. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, about two weeks ago, Tatis was a pretty strong favorite. But Bryce Harper's had a great last couple weeks and – has probably made himself a favorite. But like you said, nobody's probably going to gripe about it either way. Just, I mean, Tatis is a young, fun, exciting player that many people like to watch. Harper, you know, he's been around a long time. He came up like that of Tatis, you know, the young, exciting player, won an MVP already. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. All right. Uh, What'd you say you cut out? I said, yeah, it definitely will be. Okay. All right. Well, let's jump to some football. And we will hit college football first. And, you know, it was a great week of football. I didn't get to watch some of the games because we went to the Georgia Southern game. Uh, We left early, though, to come back and watch some football. You know, Georgia Southern fired their head coach this week if you care anything about Georgia Southern football. But I have a lot of takeaways from the NFL and college this week. And I want to start off with Arkansas dominating against Texas A&M. What's your thoughts on that one? Well, I'd, I'd like to begin by saying I'm two straight weeks perfect. Um, probably going to go 0-7 now that now that I've mentioned it. But, um, yeah, definitely think it's going to be a big thing. Um, would not be surprised. Arkansas is going to be good this weekend. Yeah, Arkansas completely destroyed that game versus Texas A&M. Um, it's great. You know, going to be a great battle, you know, between the two juggernauts here in the SEC this weekend in the Hedges. Yeah, you know, I didn't really know much about these teams. I had not watched them much this year, watched A&M a little bit. I don't think I'd really watched Arkansas. And I thought both teams were kind of overrated. Well, Arkansas came into this game and dominated on both sides of the ball. They, they've really impressed me. K.J. Jefferson looks good. Big, physical quarterback who can run and throw. Traylon Burks, probably the best wide receiver in the SEC for them. Now, both are banged up from this past week, but they should be fine to go uh, Saturday. So it'll be an interesting one. You know, Georgia's at home, 18-point favorite. A little shocking, that line to me. I would, As a Georgia fan, I think I'd take Arkansas on the line. Yeah, I probably would, but not by too much. I mean, I think Georgia probably wins by about two touchdowns. But, you know, if Arkansas goes in and – competes with Georgia. They are legit. Now, I mean, if Georgia goes, beats them by three, four touchdowns, okay, maybe they weren't. But they come compete, go to Athens, compete 
this team is really good, and Sam Pittman has turned that program around. Well, we kind of all expected him to. I mean, he's he was a great coach here at Georgia. And, you know, when he got the hire out there, some people were confused that people, you know, around the Georgia football program and the SEC, you know, we were like, this makes sense. You know, he's, he's been a phenomenal leader. He's a great motivator. He's done that out there. He was y'all's leading recruiter, so you know he can do that. Yeah. All right. Well, the next thing we want to talk about is Clemson is not near as good as we thought they were, and their offense is in shambles. And like I said last week, I was totally wrong about this team. I I don't understand it. They are really, really talented. Their defense is phenomenal. But this offense cannot move the ball and score. And I picked them to lose this past week. I've jumped completely off that Clemson bandwagon that I was on, and I picked them to lose, and they did. What are your thoughts on them? I'm just – I think it's I think it's crazy because it, it makes me think that Georgia's not as good as maybe we thought they were, you know. Um, you know, we thought that win over Clemson was huge, you know. You know, a, you know, a possible preview of a national championship rematch. And we're, not, we're never going to get that now. Yeah, I mean, Clemson will be lucky to win the ACC at this moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Wake Forest is probably the favorite to win the ACC right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is Wisconsin is really, really, really bad offensively, and they got pummeled to a Notre Dame team who's not the Notre Dame teams that we've seen in the past, in our opinions. It's kind of a mediocre Notre Dame team. Right. And I, Graham Ertz has been awful since his first career start. His first yeah. career start, he looked like the next coming of Tom Brady, and now he looks like Zach Wilson in the NFL. I mean, Correct. this is it's awful right now in Wisconsin. Yeah, it was just it does not look good. Nothing makes sense for you know Paul Christ and his staff up there. It's just I don't know what the problem is. I don't know where to go to fix it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, they got to do something with the offense coordinator Paul Christ. You know, is a good coach. We know they're a good physical team. Just got to get back to running the ball. They missed the Jonathan Taylors, the Monty Balls, the. Melvin Gordon's, all them at running back there. Absolutely. You know, they're a run-heavy offense. They just don't have that workforce this year. All right. Well, the next thing we want to talk about is Bama and Georgia both dominate. Uh, The funny thing about the Georgia game, so we were refing football, and we got done about 12-15. We're on the way home. You know, we got back by 12-30. We're getting score updates. It's already 35-0 before we get home at 12-30. Yeah, Vanderbilt, they are probably the worst Power 5 school team. We need to kick them out of the SEC if possible. Or keep their baseball team, but that's it. Kick them out for everything else. It's a terrible Vandy team, but Georgia looked really good. Both sides of the ball absolutely dominated that game. Yeah, I mean, it, I remember watching the game myself, and, and you know, I, I kind of took it with a grain of salt because I understood that we were playing against Vanderbilt. But this was the first week that I was not worried by our performance. You know, we didn't turn the ball over that much. You know, I think we had one turnover on a bullcrap, you know, punch out that just happens. I mean, Stetson had an interception, but, you know, that's Stetson. Um, I just – I don't understand why we keep going back to him, but that's an argument for another day. But I felt good about the team. The defense looked good. We weren't getting burned in the secondary. Our running – this was the first time the running game really, you know, came alive. 
we got to keep that momentum going, but I don't think we're going to really know anything until after about four o'clock on Saturday. That's when I'm really going to feel good or bad about the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, I agree. Cause I mean, even though this Arkansas team is not, you know, the great teams of this, you see, we don't think yet, they're still going to be a really good and physical team. But, yeah. Um, yes. But you know, Alabama dominated. Who they play in the? Yes, my mom. Southern. Southern. Yes, yes, and they absolutely dominated. Bryce Young looked phenomenal as always. You know, him and Matt Crow were Heisman co-favorites at the moment. So, you know, the top of the tops are looking good. The next yeah. thing I want to talk about is uh, Emory Jones actually impressed. You know, Florida came out a little sluggish that first half. Had a lot of mistakes. We came out the second half and dominated. But Emory was the Emory that we expected to see this year. He threw for over 200 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and ran for 144 on the ground. And, you know, after me calling for his job and everything else, he came out and was co-SCC player of the week. So, hopefully he can build on that and, you know, keep building this offense. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope. Um especially for Florida fans, is to, you know, create some type of stability at quarterback. Not that you can't play Anthony Richardson, but you need to have a clear-cut guy. You don't need to have half the fan base, you know, maybe half the coaching staff calling for the other guy when Emory's starting every week. But he came out, he impressed, he looked good, and he's got to build on that. Now, Tennessee's defense is very weak and pitiful. So, we have to look forward. Who do y'all play this week? Kentucky? Yes. So that, that'll be a real test. If we could see a duplicate, you know, a similar performance this weekend against the Wildcats, then people are going to have to start giving him, you know, their confidence and their flowers. Yeah, I agree. And I understand Tennessee's defense is awful. But it, it finally gave me some confidence in Emory that, you know, he's not going to be great. But if he can just not lose us games and just help complement the run game, we'll be fine because our offensive line is dominating everybody we play at the moment, and we're just running the ball down to people's throats. Yeah, we, that, that, what's that? I was just saying that battle of the trenches that we're going to see in Jacksonville here about a month away is going to be just a spectacle in itself. Yeah, I agree. And I just hope Emory can keep building on it and just, you know, he don't have to throw for 300 every game. We're going to run the ball. He just needs to be able to make plays when we need it in the air. Because against Georgia, we're not going to be able to run for three, four hundred yards probably. So he's going to have to step up in games like that and throw the ball. But like I said, he does not have to throw for three, four hundred every week. Just don't make mistakes. And the last thing that I want to talk about for college football, and Noah's probably going to start uh, shaking his head over here. Auburn um, was Auburn. We'll just put it like that. And Bo Nix was terrible. They survived a scared of Georgia State. Probably should have lost that game. TJ family had to come in and uh, save them. I don't know if you watched much of it. What were your thoughts on that? Oh, I did. And it was an atrocity that Georgia State didn't win that game. Um, but, you know, hats off to Brian, you know, Coach Harson for, you know, making the tough call, bringing in TJ to switch up the momentum, and it worked. You know, I mean, good good for the coaching staff for sticking to their guns and, you know, benching Bo Nix, who's an entrenched starter over there on the Plains. But all things considered, and I don't know if it was particularly Nix's fault for that game. Um, I just think it, they came out stunned. They they kept snowballing. They were running down their throats, you know. And at twenty-four to nine, at one point, it was just it, unbelievable that that's what the score was. 
But, you know, Georgia State got complacent. Auburn, you know, bellied up and became the SEC team that we thought they were and moved forward into, you know, a win. I don't know how you move up a spot in the top 25 after that, but, hey, I'm not an ace. Yeah, I agree. They probably should have dropped out, but, you know, a win's a win. You know, we'll see if they can build on it. And, actually, before we move out of college football, I want to talk about some of the games this next week. Now, we are, we've already talked about Georgia and Arkansas a pretty good bit. Anything else you want to touch on that game? I hate that it's a noon kickoff. It has all the readings of a trap game. I don't think it'll be, but it has all the markers of one. Thankfully, it is here in Athens and not in Fayetteville. Um, I just I just hope I, – I need to see either a spectacular JT performance or I need to see a spectacular running performance. I don't need some blended mess. I need to prove that we're good in one faucet of the game. All right, and any predictions on the game you want to give out? Georgia by 10. By 10? 10. Okay. I think Georgia by about 14, 14-17. Let's move on to Michigan-Wisconsin. You know this is kind of a big 10 game, big physical run teams. What are your thoughts on that one? Quick, quick thoughts. Uh, Michigan's probably going to run all over my Michigan by double digits there as well. Yeah, I kind of agree. Wisconsin's favorable one. I don't understand that one. This Michigan team looks pretty good. I've got Michigan pretty favorably. Uh, yep. Another really big game, Cincinnati and Notre Dame. This one, you know, I circled it before the preseason because I had yep. been talking about watching for Cincinnati making the playoffs, and I was like, this is a must win. And I think that they come out this week and show that they're a playoff contender, and I think they win by a touchdown or, or seven to ten. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll match you about seven to ten. I don't believe in the Fighting Irish. I think Desmond Ryder and Luke Fickle are going to understand the significance of this game and what it can do for the future of their program and for the future of this season. I think they're going to be ready. And I think on the road you're going to see the Bearcats come out and play just like they did when they played the Georgia Bulldogs last year. Yep. And um, now let's move to the big offensive firepower game this week, Alabama and Ole Miss. There, if you love offense, there will be points galore in this game. The over-under is 79 and a half. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, Alabama's a 14 and a half point favorite. I kind of like the game to be something around that. I think mm-hmm. Ole Miss can give them a fit because Lane Kiffin's a great play caller and Matt Crowell's playing like the best quarterback in the nation at the moment. Yep. So, but Bryce Young is going to go toe-for-toe for, with him probably. Games in Tuscaloosa, I think that helps them. I think it's probably about a two-touchdown game. Yeah, probably is on paper. I don't know. Just something wants me to pick Ole Miss. I know there's no logic behind it, but something about that and them land sharks and the old hotty toddy boys down there in Oxford, they just – I think this might be – I don't think it'll be a game that Alabama loses, but I think it could be a very similar to the Florida game where it's really close to the end and there's really not an explanation why, but it is, and people start biting their fingernails. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss is a really good football team. I've moved them into my top ten. I think I've, I've ranked nine at the moment. and But their offense is top three in the nation. And Absolutely. they're probably not three. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a fun one to watch. Definitely. Well, let's move on to some in the NFL. First thing I want to touch on is Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and the Rams are off to a really hot start. Yeah. I don't think you could get off to a better start than what Cooper Cup is having at wide receiver. 
And nope. Matthew Stafford looks like MVP Matthew Stafford. And this this Rams team may be the best in the NFL right now. It might be. Um, the, They beat the Bucks, who, you know, are the defending Super Bowl champion and the odds-on favorite at the moment. But they look like they may be the favorite. Next yeah, thing I want to talk about is your guy, Justin Tucker, setting the NFL record. Do you have anything you want to say on that one? I watched that game live, and it was just oh. – one of my best friends up here at college is a Ravens fan, and we were watching it together. And we were holding our breath when it hit the crossbar, but then it fell, and we, we just lost it. Like, there was just – there's no scientific reason a man should be able to kick a ball 66 yards. Yeah, I agree. It – Ultimately, won me my fantasy game this week. If he don't make that, I lose to Isaiah. And we were sitting here watching it, me and Noah, and our faces after he made it, we just like mouse open, just kind of stared at each other, like, did he really just do that? You know, but but, uh, the Ravens look like a team right now. Even though, you know, they played a lot, struggled a little, but a win's a win, like I said, especially in the NFL. Anybody, Absolutely. anybody, any given day is important to pull out games like that. I mean, hey, the Falcons have the same record as the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Who would have expected that? Especially I, at two. I would have expected Kansas City to be last in their division. Hmm. But um, next thing I want to talk about is a guy that we were really high on coming out of college, and Justin Herbert. He outdueled Patrick Mahomes this week. That's the second time he's done that early career and he looks like the guy that we raved on being better than burrow and tua and the chargers look like a really good team mike williams is stepping up at wide receiver the defense is back normal with Der- derwin james and joey bosa so what are your thoughts on that i think the la chargers can definitely make some noise this year i mean they, they're always right on the cusp of the wild card and i think they're going to either be comfortably in it this year or they might can you know challenge kansas division yeah, and um, next thing is these rookie quarterbacks look terrible. Yes, they look terrible at the moment. Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall draft pick, who I raved about for since he was a sophomore in high school. He's thrown. You said he's thrown two interceptions in every game so far. Yeah, that's not good at all. You've got Zach Wilson, who's looked awful so far. You've got yeah. Mac Jones. Yeah, that that's all. Mac Jones, you know, he looked pretty solid the first couple weeks, and then doesn't look good this past week. Justin Fields looked terrible. Now I understand that that offense line, you know, did a lot of that. Got sacked what eight times? Nine. I mean, but. It, it just looked awful. It's six of twenty. They they've got problems up there in Chicago. So, yeah. what are your thoughts on some of these quarterbacks? I mean, all of these quarterbacks are in terrible situations. That's why they went so high. But the, not only is their play being affected by their teammates, their play is now affected. Like it's not it's not like Brady's back there and he's having a rough day. I mean, these guys look very raw. None of them should be starting this early. You know. It's just – it was a jump start. You know, they tried to push them in too early, and it's just not working out. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, we haven't seen much of Trey Lance. You know, he's came in and ran the ball a couple times. And, you know, looked good, but he, he hadn't done much. So we can't say too much about him yet. And the last thing that I want to touch on that I have is Aaron Rodgers is still a bad man. No, yeah. <laughs> I knew 30 seconds. I was like, this is not going to Yeah, I mean, he's – you could give him seven seconds. Give him one last throw. Hail Mary, he's probably going to do it. He looked like MVP Rodgers again. That first week he struggled. These last two weeks he's looked pretty good. Yeah, he's definitely heard the cries of maybe he's not committed or maybe he's throwing games and seventh. And he was like, no, nah, I'll show you what I can do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all I've got for football. You got anything you want to talk about else, NFL or college? <sighs> Trying to think, not really. I mean, everything's kind of been covered. You know, looking forward to this weekend's games. Um, we'll probably start talking basketball maybe next week once we get in October because I think they start mid October. You know, with like preseason stuff. Um, yeah, I think college basketball starts off late October, so we're getting into basketball soon. Yep. So that'll be another addition to our shows. But as it stands right now, I just hope the dogs can you know come out and not get you know pig bought. Uh, excuse me, pig bit, you know, come come Thursday, excuse me, Saturday. Wow. Pig bit, come Saturday. Yeah, Jackson, are you going up there for that game? I'm going to try to. Okay. Well, Jackson might be heading up y'all's way. I always have a couch. <laughs> All right. Well, just like I said, watch out for the Braves this week. Really, really big series starting tonight. Uh, you win two of three, you're ultimately going to win the division. So, uh, any last words? Go Braves. Go Braves.